0: welcome to the finding a job podcast a ben j schaap llc production in this podcast we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys job search strategies and tactics that have led them to career success if you're looking to find a fulfilling well-paying career path this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's a host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today, we're going to reveal the practical job search tips and strategies that you need to land a great first job. Joining us is Leslie Mittler, who is a co-host of the Finding a Job podcast and a career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie's company is a service that helps college students bridge the gap between their education and finding their first job. And today, Leslie and I are going to share with you the roadmap that you need to follow to make this year a success for your career development. Okay, here's my conversation with Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie, welcome to the Finding a Job podcast.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here
0: pleasure to be here. I'm excited to embark on this journey together to help early careerists find their first job. And this is our first episode together. So let's get started. Are you excited? (laughs) I am. I think to start off the segment of the podcast trying to give our listeners practical tips about what they need to do, we should start off by taking the long view and talking about how you plan your entire year. So instead of getting into the nitty gritty details of how do you interview or who do you talk to or when do you fill out your applications, we're going to go over the entire year. So let's just start off when you think about how someone going into the school year is thinking about finding a job, how early in advance do they need to start planning and what do they need to be thinking about just in terms of being ready to hit the milestones and get everything done that they need to do this year?
1: Well, I think it's really important to prepare in advance. So you don't want to wait until jobs are posted, and then all of a sudden you have to pull your resume together, get your social media profiles together, and apply to the job. So what you can do in advance of the jobs being posted, and usually that would be sometime during the summer, July, August is when the jobs for the first semester would start to post, and then into September. So, you need to get prepared, you need to get organized. And in order to do that, you want to make sure that you update all of your credentials and your resume. And also make sure that you know how to use your college resources, your on-campus recruiting resources. So get familiar with those, sign up for them, complete your profile and start to understand what types of opportunities are going to be coming to campus and which of those you can sign up for in advance.
0: So I think that's one of the key things here is that you need to start planning for applying for jobs far in advance before they're actually published. And there fortunately is a relatively routine process that all the recruiters are going to follow in terms of the timing when those jobs are going to be available. One of the things that Leslie and I talked about as we were thinking about putting this together is really if you think about the year as a whole, it's broken up into two parts. There is a six-month cadence for a specific type of jobs that starts at the beginning of the school year in the fall semester, and there is a six-month cadence that happens for the spring semester, and it really depends what types of jobs you're interested in when you have to start following this process. So as we're in August when this content is going to be published, let's start talking about what the fall semester is going to look like. Leslie, who are the students and what careers need to be prepared to start looking for jobs when you start thinking about the fall semester?
1: Well, the fall semester is going to be your financial service institutions. It's going to be your consulting firms. It may be some of the larger consumer products companies and some of the larger conglomerates. Every year it changes, but it seems that many of the companies that want to compete for the talent that are interviewing for the financial services and consulting firms are moving their timeline to the fall semester so that they get a chance to meet and compete for those candidates as well.
0: So if you're a finance major, if you're in accounting, a lot of the business services, and also if you're even in the creative field, but you're interested in working for some of the larger CPG, which stands for consumer packaged goods, the, mm-hmm. give me some examples of, of CPG companies that are hiring the fall semester, Leslie.
1: Probably Procter & Gamble, Unilever, Pepsi. Those are three big ones that come to mind.
0: Okay, so if you're interested in those type of jobs, whether you're working towards a degree in those fields, or if you're in more creative services, but you want to work for those types of companies, you really have to start getting ready in August. So let's talk about what this first month of your job search is going to look like for our finance, accounting, consumer packaged goods focused students.
1: First thing, beyond, as we just discussed, updating your resume, your LinkedIn profiles, your social media, you need to go through some skill self-evaluation. So one of the big skills that pretty much across fields that employers are looking for is Excel skills. Now, a lot of people think Excel is just you know Excel, you can do Excel, but there are actually many levels of Excel, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And these days, companies are looking for Excel skills that are certainly beyond beginner. Um, At least intermediate and advanced is terrific, particularly in finance and consulting. So if your skills are not there, you need to get them there. And that would be something that you would work on in advance of having any of these interviews or filling out the applications.
0: So I think that's one of the things in the time when you're just, you're either you're picking your classes, you're getting ready to go back to school, this is really a time about self-evaluation, understanding what type of jobs you want to go after, thinking about what your skill sets are, and thinking about what gaps that you have, and we're going to talk a lot about that the rest of this month, how to figure out Where you fit in the marketplace and what are some of the skills that you have and what are some of the skills that you need to work on? And specifically as it relates to some more technical skills like using Excel, something that you want to think about now and early, how do you develop those skills as you get into the process of having to prove that you can actually do the work a company is going to hire you for? As we move past August, as we get into next month and we're starting to think about September, now we're moving out of the self-evaluation phase and thinking about who we are as students looking for jobs. And now we're really starting to get ready to go through the application process. Leslie, talk to me about what we're doing in the second month of our sprint. What are we doing to prepare for getting ready to apply for jobs?
1: Well, if you haven't yet updated your resume, this is one of the first things that you have to do. It's really important to understand the guidelines for how to prepare a resume that stands out and tells your story. I think a lot of people are confused about how to do this, and I think it would be really helpful to get into more details when we get to this segment about how you actually prepare a standout resume. Also, you can start to work on your format for a disruptive cover letter. So you can start to build a cover letter that can be customized so that you can insert the particular jobs or companies that you're applying to at the time, but you have it ready to go. And also to make sure that you look at all your social media profiles and make sure that everything is appropriate to be consumed by anybody who might be looking online to learn about you.
0: It's time to put all the photo albums of you doing keg stands or partying with your girlfriends or whatever people do in college these days. Look, we want you to all have a good time, be safe, be careful. But it is very important to protect yourself when it comes to social media and present a professional image because job searchers are going to be looking at your social profile. So as you're enjoying yourself and living the college lifestyle, make sure that you're also being responsible and not publishing anything that's going to potentially detract from how people view you professionally. So we're going to talk more about going through this preparation process as we get into September. But right now you're in August, you're getting prepared, you're thinking about what you want to do. You're doing your self-evaluation. You're planning to develop the skills that you need to. Next month, we're going to be talking about putting all of that thought that you're doing this month onto paper so you could present it to the right companies as you're starting your job search. What happens in the next month when we get into October, Leslie? How are we starting to thinking about actually sourcing jobs and internships?
1: Sourcing jobs can be very time-consuming what you have to do is find those job sites that are most compatible with the kinds of jobs that you're looking for. And I like to recommend the smaller, more boutique websites as opposed to the huge websites that have so many jobs on them, because those are not necessarily geared towards internships and entry-level applicants. So I think it's important to find the right sources to make sure that you you know, set up your Google alerts, to make sure that you're looking at jobs that are appropriate for you, and to make sure that you're sourcing enough jobs so that you can get all of your applications in and then see what happens afterwards because these jobs have tight deadlines. You have to pay attention to them. Some of them are on a rolling basis, which means as soon as you submit your application, it's going to be reviewed. So You really need to accelerate your timeframe and be really efficient in the sourcing and applying to job process. That's pretty much what we're looking at in October and managing the deadlines and making sure you don't miss the deadlines and making sure you know how to fill out the applications properly and understand when you're applying to a job. What I recommend is that you try to look at the whole application to see exactly what's involved so you can pace yourself if you need to include supplemental information.
0: I think that's an important tip is that October is really where the rubber meets the road. And all of this developmental work that you're going to be doing in August, all of the preparation, writing your resume, getting your cover letter ready, having your social profiles already optimized is just going to help you be more efficient when it comes to applying for jobs in October. This can be a lengthy process. It could be a time-consuming process. And if you're trying to write your resume While you're trying to apply for your jobs, you're just simply not going to have enough time to apply to the maximum amount of jobs that you want. And on some level, this is a numbers game. You do have to apply to multiple jobs to give yourself opportunities.
1: Yes. So when we talk about multiple, maybe we can put some numbers around that so people understand because some people think multiple can be five. But what I share with the people that I work with is 25 to 30 is a reasonable number of applications to submit. And I know it sounds like a lot, but the numbers are so small in terms of the number of students who are applying and the number that are selected that you really have to err on the side of at least that number of applications and sometimes more depending on what field you're in.
0: So don't be shocked. 25 to 30, that's relatively an application a day during October. So, you're going to want to make sure that you have your resume ready. You're going to want to make sure that you have a templatized cover letter that you can change to be specific to the jobs you're applying for. That's one of the reasons why we're trying to get ready at the beginning of the month so you understand what you're going after, so you're prepared with your assets. And in October, when the applications are ready to be submitted, you can strike early and often. Let's talk about the next month after we've filled out our 20 to 30 applications. We're starting to get rejected from some. It's reality, but we're also starting to get some interest from some other companies. How do we think about the next step? What comes after the application process?
1: Well, then it's preparing for interviews. And depending on the kinds of companies that you're interviewing with, they can be technical, they can be rigorous. In financial services firms, we have super days, which if you make it to that round of interviews, you're talking about it could be three to five hours of interviewing nonstop. And you're going to be asked a lot of technical questions. So there are guides that you can use to prepare for those technical questions.
0: I like to call that part the car wash.
1: (laughs) There are also... If you're you're preparing for consulting interviews, you should be doing case studies, but you should have started those over the summer. You need to do a lot of case studies in order to be prepared to succeed in a consulting case study interview. In addition, once you apply to jobs, you need to concurrently be understanding where are your connections? Who can you connect with that works at those companies? Whether they're professional, personal, alumni, you want to reach out to these people to see if they can help get your resume flagged so that somebody looks at your application so you get a better shot at being able to interview and succeed in the process. So for every interview, you need to prep for that specific interview. So you can do general preparation of behavioral questions, but for every interview, you need to do your research and understand more about the organization, the people that you're meeting with, so that you can ask questions that are relevant and intelligent.
0: So as you're thinking about November, as you're thinking about the interview process, you've applied to your 25 or 30 job applications. If you have your ducks in a row, and you're lucky, you can think about one out of every five or six of the applications that you've filled out actually requesting an interview. So now you're looking at five or six interviews, which is roughly an interview, maybe two interviews a week during November. As you're preparing for those interviews, you're not just getting ready for the actual interview with the person that's recruiting you. You might have multiple interviews. There's the screening interview. You're going to talk to the hiring manager. And then as Leslie mentioned, there is the super days or the car wash where you're coming and meeting more of the team. So these are multiple events. You might have a few different interviews over the course of November and even into December. So this is something that can be time consuming as well. And also, if you're doing networking, which is going to help you get more of those interviews, this can also be a very busy month for you. As you get through the interview process and you're meeting the team, the hiring manager, you're starting to get an understanding of what an organization expects from you. Let's talk about what happens in December, which is what we're calling Decision December.
1: Most of what's going to happen in December will happen by the middle of the month for two reasons. One is that students have final exams, and companies know that you're kind of on lockdown during final exams. I mean, you're not watching your phone for information from companies. You're focused on your exams and your grades. And then after that, we have sort of the last two weeks of the year when companies typically are not doing hiring. A lot of people are on vacation. So pretty much anything that's initiated during the first semester is probably going to wind up by the middle of December. And then you don't get a lot of time to respond to any offers that you have. So you need to know that right up front. You need to be thinking about if you had final interviews, once you have that final interview, you need to be thinking about whether you would take that job or not. Don't start thinking about it when you get the offer. It's a little too late. So it's really important to understand how you feel about the job and what questions you have that you may not have asked but that you want to ask once you receive an offer because the timing of asking these questions is better after you have the offer than before you get the offer.
0: Decision December. You're thinking about securing the opportunity, getting across the finish line, getting the job offer, and then hopefully you have multiple offers to decide from. It's not a situation people run into very often. A lot of the times, people have one offer, and it is the only and therefore the best one in terms of finding a job or in terms of finding an internship. But if you're lucky, you're going to have multiple options to decide between. You're not going to have a lot of time. Then we get into the end of this first half of the year. We're into January. It's the holidays. It's the New Year's. Hopefully you have a job in hand. Maybe you don't. That's something that happens to a lot of students looking for their first job. Leslie, what do we do in January?
1: Well, in January, we kind of start all over again from where we started from in August. Getting ready for the job search, organizing yourself, updating your resume, updating your social media and getting ready to do the deep dive into the sourcing and application process.
0: The job search and the professional development process never stops. It never sleeps. In January is the beginning of the cycle all over again. And so, this is where you're going to go back to the beginning and you're going to start to think about your professional development, what skills you have, and how to get prepared to accomplish what you need to do next. If you landed a job in December, there's still skills you're going to need to develop, and you're going to want to do networking to make sure that you know people in the organization so they can point you in the right direction once you start your job. So, you're not just going to stop working towards your career once you've secured a job offer. On the flip side, if you didn't secure a job offer, well, you need to be a little reflective about what happened, what the skills you were missing, and think about the feedback that you got from the people that you interviewed with. So now, Leslie, let's turn the calendar over. We mentioned that we were going to talk about the entire year. For some people in January, they are starting the process that we're doing. Who are the people that are going to be starting their job search in the spring semester?
1: So in the spring semester, we typically will see communications, media, advertising, smaller to mid-sized companies. And firms that may be only hiring a few graduates each year and are going to wait until they get closer to the actual start date to go through the interview and hiring process. So don't panic if you graduate without a job, if you're in one of those industries that hires people and expects you to be there two weeks later, because there's still an active job market in May and June and July and August for college graduates.
0: These are companies that are potentially smaller. Creative, communications, advertising, those are generally the fields that start hiring or start the job search in January. Smaller organizations generally look at this as a year-round basis starting in January, and that's where some of these roles become available. If you are somebody that is interested in creative communication and advertising jobs. And you're going to go through the same process that we laid out, which is doing your self-development, preparing your resume, getting prepared with your cover letters, your social profiles, sourcing the right jobs, going through interviews, making a decision. Right? If that process is starting for you in January, what should you be doing now? What should you be doing from August to December?
1: Well, you might be building your portfolio You might be building an online portfolio. You might be building your writing, depending on what direction you're going. You might be developing more creative technology skills, the Adobe suite of products. It could be video editing. It could be photography. Again, depending on what area that you're in, you are more likely to be successful if you develop assets which showcase your talent and your creative abilities in that area. So if you
0: are someone who's in the creative communication advertising field, in the beginning of this year, you're going to be doing your self-evaluation, just like your friends and cohorts in the finance and accounting side of the house. You need to evaluate what your skills are, and you're going to spend six months doing creative development. The other thing that I think is always important is to be networking. Do informational interviews, start meeting people at these smaller companies, specifically if you're interested in working for smaller companies, startups, people that are not consumer packaged goods that have these large HR teams, Knowing someone in the organization and making introductions before they even think about hiring for a job plants the seed that if they are looking for an entry-level person, they can come to you with the job recs. And a lot of times that will happen where job recs are never published, you network your way into a job. So you always want to be developing your skills and you always want to be meeting people into your field you're generally three to four connections away from finding the job you're going to land. You have to network your way to the right role, which means making an introduction, meeting a new person, asking for a referral. You have to leapfrog your way across the pond to find the right job.
1: Can I um, also add that we're seeing a trend over the last couple of years, which is only likely to get stronger, which is hiring college graduates into paid internship positions. And this happens much more in the creative advertising, communications, and media fields. So don't be surprised if your first step out of college is a full-time paid internship for three to six months because employers want to take a test drive. And it also allows you to take a test drive and see if this is the right fit and this is a good match for you and for them
0: the classic try before you buy scenario where companies are basically hiring you for three to six months to make sure that you do have the prerequisite skills and you're going to be an effective addition to their company. Last thing I want to ask you about in terms of the timing, we're talking pretty much about full-time jobs when you should start looking for them. If you're not a senior, if you're looking for an internship, how does that timeline change?
1: Well, it doesn't really change that much for the first semester, although sometimes they will start the internship recruiting in finance and consulting before they actually start the full-time recruiting, but both happen in the fall semester. In the spring semester, however, the internships will start to post around the second or third week in January. And by sometime around mid to late April, they really trail off. So if you don't have an internship by the beginning of May you're gonna to have to figure out an alternate option for the summer. So internship
0: hiring starts a little earlier. We've said that this is about a six month process. when you're going through and everyone this month in August should start thinking about self-development should start thinking about their career plan and it work backwards if you're looking for an internship, You're gonna try to land the plane by the end of April, right? You should be starting to think about this in January. If you're looking for a full time job by the end of this semester, you're gonna need to be starting your process for preparing everything now. And if you're in the creative and communication advertising field, or if you wanna work for a smaller company, you have a little time, but don't be lazy. Do your career development, do your networking, and set yourself up for success because there is a little bit more legwork that's required to land jobs at some of those smaller companies. Leslie, any last words about how to prepare for the year as we think about getting ready for career development and finding a first job?
1: One of the things that I would suggest is that you take a longer term view. In other words, look at your calendar, see when your midterms are scheduled, see when your finals are scheduled. You have to block those times off your calendar and assume that in the week or so leading up to those events or when you might have large papers due, you're not gonna get a lot of job hunting done and a lot of job sourcing. So that will give you an idea what your most active and available weeks are. In addition, I would not try to just fit this in and go back and forth with your work, but rather come up with a schedule that you can dedicate a block of time, a block of hours, several days a week, just to your job search. That will allow you to really get some momentum going and you have to treat this like a job. So if you don't have classes on Friday, which typically a lot of people don't, Friday becomes your job search day and you can use blocks of your weekend to finish those applications that you sourced and started on Friday to make sure you get your cover letters done, your resumes in and get things submitted.
0: At the end of the day, looking for a job can be an intimidating, can be a tiring, and can be a frustrating process if you're not prepared. And so our hope with this podcast is that you understand that there is a process to follow to try to put yourself into the best possible position to find a job. And over the next weeks and months, we're going to be breaking down some of this six month cadence to provide you the step-by-step tips that you need to think about as you're preparing for your job. So that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder at Early Stage Careers for joining us. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Leslie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet. Her company's Twitter handle is Early Stage Careers. That's E-A-R-L-Y-S-T-G-C-A-R-E-E-R-S. Or you can visit her company's website, which is with an s.com. If you or somebody you know is ready to get serious about starting their career, click the subscribe button in your podcast app to follow this show. A couple other links that I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, we've got you covered. Head over to fajpod.com, which stands for findingajobpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you have career questions, we want to hear from you. So we created fajpod.com slash question, where you can send us your podcast topic suggestions or ask us a question, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is fajpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, and on Instagram. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to stay positive and always be networking.